welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Ecklebarger. Even though it's January, we get a Thanksgiving episode on the life of Riley. Today's episode is entitled Father-in-Law Trouble. It's not a very Thanksgiving title, is it? Yeah. Anyway, it's entitled Father-in-Law Trouble, and it's the 221st episode of The Life of Riley, which originally aired on November 19th, 1948. It's new. It's amazing. It's Prell. P-R-E-O-L, Prell Shampoo. Yes, Procter & Gamble's new Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. brings you The Life of Riley. Prell, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes, leaves hair more radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Mr. A. Riley is at heart a sentimentalist. He's sentimental about his family, about national holidays, and about his wife's cooking. Small wonder, then, that the Feast of Thanksgiving is Riley's favorite holiday. And with the event only a few days off, Riley is having trouble containing himself. Psst, Junior. Hi, Pop. Shh. Your mother around? Oh, she's in Babs's room. Oh, good. Hey, what's in that big parcel? It's our Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah, but you told Mom we couldn't afford one this year. I never said no such thing. There's always going to be turkey in the Riley house on Thanksgiving. I'll see to that. I ain't so poor I can't afford a turkey for my family. I ain't a pauper, you know. And if the day ever comes when I can't go to a bank and take out $15.30... Pop, you open my piggy bank. <laughs> Junior, wait. I... Well, it's empty. You only left one quarter. Well, this is Thanksgiving, son. Give thanks that I left a quarter. <laughs> But that was my money. Well, let me finish, son. You don't think I'd steal from you? You weren't home, and I needed it fast. It's just a loan. I left you an IOU in there, see? And what's more, to show my appreciation, this year you won't have to eat the part of the turkey that you eat every year. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> this year I'm moving you up front. <laughs> well, okay. If it's just a loan. Sure. I... I'd better hide this turkey in the icebox. I want to surprise your mother. Don't you tell her I got one. Yeah, okay, I won't. Oh, Junior, did somebody come in? Oh, yeah, Pop. Well, he was very quiet. What's he up to? He... Oh, uh, nothing. Yes, he is. I can tell by your face. Yeah, well, um... Oh, he, he's got a surprise for you. Now, don't say I told you. A surprise? Yeah, but I can't say what. Oh, he must have bought me that dress I showed him in the May Company window. Um, well, Mom, I certainly hinted enough. I can't wait to try it on. But Mom, you don't... Un oh, hi, Dublin. Hello, dear. I, uh, got a little surprise for you. I know, and you're a darling. Junior, you told her. <laughs> no, he didn't, I guess. And you're sweet. Oh, when you see it, take just the right size, and you won't have to do a thing to it. Except stuff it. <laughs> And there's no one can stuff it like you. <laughs> Riley, that's no way to talk in front of Junior. Well, why? He's seen a turkey before. <gasps> what? How dare you talk about me that way? Who's talking about you? I'm talking about another turkey, a tom turkey. 
in the icebox for Thanksgiving. Oh, you bought a turkey? Sure, that's the surprise. Oh. Why, what did you think? Well, never mind. I should have known better. Well, gee, I thought you'd be glad I got a turkey. Oh, I am, dear. Oh, we'll have a great Thanksgiving. And this year, there'll be plenty of turkey. I'll just carve it up four ways. Well, and... you better make it three ways, Pop. I'm going to be at Marilyn Morris's for Thanksgiving dinner. What? You're going to Marilyn's? Leaving your home on Thanksgiving? The pilgrims never acted this way. But, Pop... When John Alden said, let's all go over to Priscilla's for Thanksgiving, Miles Standish said, speak for yourself, John. I'm eating home. <laughs> and that's history. Your version. But, Pop, I thought we weren't going to have a real Thanksgiving I dinner. I don't want to hear no excuses. If your family means so little to you, go ahead. Go to Maryland. We don't need you here. I still got your sister, Babs. I well, can... Riley, I, I'm afraid Babs isn't going to be here either. She's been invited to Helene's. Babs, too? Well, this boy's going to be there, and she... Well, that's a fine thing. Thanksgiving, and your own kids can't wait to get out of the house. After all I've done for them, too. It ain't every father that would rob a bank to buy a turkey. Really? Junior's bank. Gee, Pop, I didn't know Thanksgiving meant so much to you. Yeah, well, it does. And there's a reason. Let me tell you a little story about Thanksgiving. It happened 18 years ago. There was this poor couple, just married, looking forward to their first Thanksgiving together. And then it happened. Two weeks before Thanksgiving, the boy was working in the stockyards in the slaughterhouse. And by accident, he got in the wrong line. <laughs> and in a sad case of mistaken identity, they hit him on the head with a sledgehammer. <laughs> Soon he was sinking fast. He was out of his mind. And every hour he'd ask, is it Thanksgiving yet? And his bride had to tell him, no, not yet. And soon the doctor could tell that the boy would never see another Thanksgiving. So a week before, when he asked with tears in his beautiful eyes, is it Thanksgiving yet? His bride answered with a little white lie. Yes, dear, it is Thanksgiving. And she brought in a turkey with all the trimmings, and they shoved a drumstick in each of his hands. But he was too weak to hold him. So the doctor had to feed him cranberry sauce with a hypodermic needle. <laughs> but it was too late. Suddenly he heard a rushing sound, like the beating of giant turkey wings in the air. And he knew that he was headed for that land where there's always pumpkin pie. <laughs> he turned to his bride and he said, Grant me a dying request. Promise that our unborn children will always keep Thanksgiving sacred in their own home." And with that, he was gone. Gone west. Junior, that boy was Chester A. Riley. Pop, you didn't go west. Who didn't? How do you think I got to California? Chester Riley, what's the big idea telling Junior a fantastic story like that? Well, maybe the details ain't exactly true, but it's the idea that counts. That's how I feel about Thanksgiving. And if you can't respect my wishes on this one day, Junior, I'm resigning as your father. Go get yourself another father. Riley! Gee, Mom, why does Pa make such a fuss about Thanksgiving? Was that story really true? Did, did he get hit in the head with a sledgehammer? 
Mm, no, dear. He sounds as if he did, but he didn't. <laughs> but he does feel very strong about Thanksgiving. For a different reason. You see, it happened the first year we were married. Back in Brooklyn? Yes. Oh, we were having a bad time. Your father wasn't working, but we decided to have a real Thanksgiving dinner and invite my father. Well, your father got a part-time job, and he was supposed to bring home a turkey. And I remember when he came home. Hi, Peggy. I'm home. Oh, Chester, I thought you'd never get here with that turkey. Where is it? Let me see it. Uh, look, Peggy, cranberry sauce. What's Thanksgiving without cranberry sauce? Well, yes, but... And look, chestnut dressing, pumpkin pie, and nuts. Chester, you do have a turkey. Well, no. Oh, but the butcher promised to give you a turkey if you helped him out today. Yeah, he gave me a turkey, all right, but the only one he had left was a live one. Well, what's wrong with that? I didn't have the heart. Oh, Chester. I, I couldn't, Peggy. I, I just couldn't. I tried to. I, I lifted the axe and... Then it looked up at me, and I couldn't. Had big brown eyes, just like yours. Well, why didn't you get somebody else to do it? That's exactly what I tried to do. I took it out in the street, figuring that if I let it cross the street like a pedestrian, some driver would run over it. <laughs> Smart, huh? Well, what happened? The last I saw of it, it was heading down the steps into the subway. I still can't figure out where it got a nickel. Chester, what do we do for tomorrow? We have no money to buy a turkey. Ah, don't you worry. I got something just as good as a turkey. A goose? No, but you're warm. A, a duck? Look, ain't it beautiful? A whole salami. Salami? Yeah. For Thanksgiving? But you told my papa we're going to have a real feast. He's expecting turkey. Oh, gee, I'm sorry I disappointed you, Peg. Oh, well, I, I don't care about myself, but... You know, Papa, he'll start insulting you the way he always does. Yeah, and then... well, this time I'll deserve it. I shouldn't have bragged about the big turkey we're going to have. Oh, Peg, I'm no good. Oh, now, don't say that, Chester. No, it's true. I'm a failure. You, you, you should have married Sidney Monaghan. But I didn't want Sidney. I wanted you. Yeah, but he's a success. You'd have had everything. An apartment on Ocean Parkway, a Victrola, a rubber plant, <laughs> an Essex. And over the mantelpiece, a gold-framed picture of President Hoover. You could have had all that, and instead you had to go and fall for the first pretty face that came along. Oh, I still say we should have called the whole dinner off. No, no, Peg, that would have been worse. At least this way your father will see that I tried, and... Oh, but when Papa sees that salon... It's too late now. There he is. Well, well, well. Happy Thanksgiving, children. Oh, hello, Papa. Hello, Mr. Barker, sir. Oh, come now, my boy. No more of that Mr. Barker stuff. From today on, just call me Dad. Well, uh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> Say, look at that table. Oh, this is going to be a real feast. Well, when do we eat? Well... Anytime you say, Papa, I'll, I'll get things ready. Sure, let's eat now. I'm starved. Oh, well, we figured you had a big lunch, Dad. <laughs> not today, my boy. I had lunch with some of the boys. They all ordered turkey, but I said, not for me. <laughs> I'm getting plenty tonight. So I just settled for a salami sandwich. 
Well, you should have played it safe and had turkey. After all, you know turkeys, no brains. Anything can happen with them. For all you know, our turkey might have decided to take the subway to Coney Island. <laughs> subway to Coney Island. <laughs> Son, did anyone ever tell you he had a great sense of humor? Mmm, <laughs> doesn't that turkey smell wonderful? Dad, did anyone ever tell you you had a great sense of smell? Well, let's sit down, my boy. Yeah, let's sit down. Mind if I carve, son? No, 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 but we ain't got a carving set. Oh, don't worry. I brought my own right here. I always like to use my own tools. Gotta have a sharp knife to cut through those joints. This one ain't got any joints. <laughs> well, Peggy, bring it in. In a minute, Papa. All right, Chet, place your order. What do you like? White meat, dark, breast, drumstick? Well... Here it is. Just cut me six inches out of the middle. Right, six inches out of the middle. Wait a minute. What do you call this? Salami. Salami? Salami? Yeah. I, I guess you sharpened the knife for nothing. Oh, no, I didn't. Now, wait a minute. Salami on Thanksgiving. I should have known that an oaf like that couldn't provide a decent meal. Oh, it wasn't his fault, Papa. Where's my hat and coat? Papa, you're not going home. I certainly am, and you're coming with me. For good. I'll pack up. No, Papa. I'm staying with Chester. No, Peggy. No, your father's right. Pack up and go. But I'll pack up and go with you. <laughs> You'll stay right here. I must have been crazy when I let her marry you. Why, I... I, I... Oh, see, somebody's at the door. Why, Sidney Monaghan! Happy Thanksgiving, Peggy Pye. Hi, Dad Barker. Well, hello, Sidney, my boy. What do you want here, Monaghan? Well, I happened to stop by Schultz's butcher shop yesterday, and I heard about your trouble with that turkey. So, if you don't mind having a lonely bachelor for dinner... <laughs> here you are. A whole turkey. All cooked and everything. All you have to do is heat it up. Now, wait a minute, Sidney. Oh, you shouldn't have done it, Sidney. Sidney, my boy, you're a prince. Oh. Hey, take charge of this wonderful bird. Now, look here. Sidney, my boy, sit down at the table. Yeah. Riley, get up and give Sidney your chair. <laughs> now, just a minute. I stood enough. I got my pride, you know. I ain't taking no charity from you, Monaghan. Give me that turkey. Chester, what are you doing? This turkey goes out the window. <gasps> Chester, don't you dare. Either this turkey goes out the window or I go. You put that turkey back on the table. All right. If that's the way you want it, I'm going. Where's my suitcase? Oh, Chester. Now, here it is. Chester, you stop this. Now, don't you worry. I'm only going to take what's rightfully mine. Where's my salami? <laughs> the second act of The Life of Riley in just a moment. There's a radiant air about Prell-washed hair. Yes, Prell, Procter & Gamble's radiant cream shampoo gives your hair that radiant air the very first time you use it. That's because Prell's exclusive radiant cream formula leaves hair more radiant than any soap shampoo, cream, or liquid. Prell simply cannot leave a dull soap film to hide your hair's natural highlights. Instead, Prell leaves hair radiantly soft, radiantly smooth, radiantly lovely. And Prell washed hair is easy to manage, too. Easy to set and comb into your favorite hairstyle. No worry about embarrassing dandruff, either, when you shampoo with Prell. Because Prell removes such dandruff in as little as three minutes. 
Doctors' examinations proved it. With Prell, you can be sure of hair that looks clean, feels clean. So give your hair that radiant air. The very next time you shampoo, try the radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. Try Prell. P-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo. Buy Prell tomorrow. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. As Mrs. Riley is telling Junior the story of Riley's first Thanksgiving back in Brooklyn. Gee, Mom, so Pop really walked out on you. Well, you can hardly blame him. Of course, I sent your grandfather right out after him to bring him back. And he found him? Yes, roaming the street, brokenhearted. Uh, well, what happened when he brought him back? Well, he didn't. You see, Papa had some plans of his own that I wasn't in on. He took him over to Papa's own house, and later on, I found out that... Riley, I brought you here because I think it's time you and I had a man-to-man talk. Well, I ain't giving her up. Don't jump to conclusions. Have I asked you to? Yet? I love her. Of course you love her. I love her, too. We both want to do what's best for her. Now, well, Peggy loves me. Now, yes. But 20 years from now, her youth gone, her beauty faded, made old before her time by years of scrubbing, washing, ironing. After 20 years of this back-breaking drudgery, how will she feel? Tired. (laughs) She'll hate you. No. Yes, you can't support her. Now, perhaps a separation is best. Now, if you just sign this paper here, you... No, no, I ain't giving her up. I'm not asking you to give her up. Just a trial separation. Say six or eight years. (laughs) Here, here's a pen. No. No, I'll support her. I'll, I'll get a job. Who'll give you a job? I'll start at the bottom. It won't pay anything. But then I'll start at the top. That takes education. Then I'll study. That takes brains. I'll start at the bottom. <laughs> well, how much? Eight dollars a week? Ten? How can she live on that? She'll manage. I'm supporting her on nothing now. <laughs> yes, yes, she'll manage. But year after year, you'll watch her grow old and worn before your very eyes. Oh, I couldn't stand that. Of course not. You have a heart. You love her. You can't stand to see her suffer. So what do you do? You'll take to drink to forget. No, never. No, no, I, I can't stand liquor. You force yourself. First it's a drink a day, then a pint a day, then a quarter a day. First thing you know, you're locking yourself in hotel rooms with a whole case. You're a confirmed drunkard. I'll stop. You can't. I'll join Arkansas Anonymous. <laughs> You're too far gone for that. You've got to have that drink. You can't live without drink. You'll do anything for a drink. Stop. Give me a slug of gin and I'll sign. <laughs> That's the idea. Here, here's the pen. Well, Dad, did that dumb jerk fall for the separation gag? Quiet for Pete's sake. Monahan. Oh, oh I, I didn't know he was here. Sign the paper, my boy. Wait a minute. What's this about a separation gag? Uh, that has nothing to do with you, Riley. Now, what's this dad business? Uh, that has nothing to do with you, Riley. Yeah, what about this dumb jerk? Don't tell me that's got nothing to do with me. <laughs> now, come, my boy. We're wasting time. I get it. It's a plot. You and him are in on it. Trying to get me drunk so I don't know what I'm doing, so he can get Peg. Well, I ain't signing. I'm tearing it up. Now be sensible, Riley. You bet I'm going to be sensible. And I'm going to start off by poking you right in the nose. Oh. Now, Riley, see here. I had enough out of you, too, you old goat. What? 
I'd give you the same treatment he got, only I don't want my children to have a grandfather without teeth. Now, wait, Riley. Out of my way, Dad. I'm going back to Peggy, and I'll never give her up. You're stuck with me for life. Peg, I'm back. Peg! Peggy! Peg, wh where are you? Peg. She's gone. Her suitcase is missing. She left for good. She jilted me. She didn't even love me enough to wait at least a couple of hours. I bet she was in cahoots with them. Yeah, the three of them were in the plot. Three in one plot? Bad business. <laughs> Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. Well, I, I didn't hear you come in, Digger. Who does? <laughs> I got troubles on my mind. Well, we all have our problems. Only yesterday, a gang of hoodlums pilfered a sign from a mattress store and hung it on the door of my business establishment. No, I was mortified. Why? What did the sign say? Give us a trial and you'll sleep as you've never slept before. Well, you call that trouble? My wife has left me. Oh, too bad. My dear wife left me once, but I got her back. Oh, too bad. We had a spat and she ran home to her father. He came to the door. Said, I, daddy-in-law, produce my wife. Said he, never. We have grounds for divorce. Said I, I do have grounds. So produce my wife or you'll wind up in them. <laughs> she came back, I'm glad to say. Yeah, well, Peg left me for a different reason. I can't support her. I guess I'm a failure. Oh, don't say that, man. Many a so-called failure has turned out to be a great success. Take the case of a colleague of mine, J.P. Jenkins. A year ago, his business was so bad, he couldn't dig up a single customer. Is that a fact? Oh, yes. Then he moved to California, and today he's one of the biggest men in our business. You've heard of the Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. He's known as the Groundhog of Forest Lawn. Well, I don't even want to be a success now that Peg has left me. Nonsense. You must go after her. Then the flame of love. Puff, puff. Now, now I got my pride. If she's so anxious to leave me, I ain't going to run after her. I can get along without women. What will you do? I'm going home to my mother. <laughs> Riley, take my advice. I don't need your advice. And stop meddling in my business. Go home. You ain't welcome here. Very well. I'll go. I may not be welcome here, but you'll always be welcome in my place. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. Who is it? It's me, Mom. Chester. Mom, your little boy has come home. There, there, now, Chester. Sit down. Dry your eyes and blow your nose. 
I can't. I packed my handkerchief in my suitcase. <laughs> oh, Mom. There, there. Tell Mother all about it. Oh, Mom, you never told me marriage would be like this. Like what, Chester? I never should have left you. Why didn't you warn me about all women being brutes? Chester, Peggy hasn't lifted a hand to you. Oh, no. No, she was always a perfect gentleman that way. <laughs> but she just never tried to understand me. She just took me for granted. That doesn't sound like Peggy. Now, it's true. She didn't treat me like I was a person with feelings. For her, I was just a, a rag, a bone, and a hunk of hair. <laughs> and I'm never going back to her. There, there, now. I've got your old room ready. You go in there, have a good cry... And things will look different in the morning. Oh, all right, Mom, but things will never be the same again. We'll see. Oh, and if you're hungry, Chester, there's a turkey in the icebox. I never want to hear that word turkey again. All right, son. Good night. Good night, Mom. Hello, darling. Mom, help! There's a strange woman in my bed! <laughs> Better look again, son. Why, what's the matter, Chester? Aren't you glad to see me? Peggy, it's you. You came back to me. I never left you, Chester. But I thought... I waited for Papa to bring you back, and then I found out what he and Sidney were up to. So I came here to wait for you. Oh, Peggy, darling, I thought I'd never see you again. Oh, silly. How could I walk out on you, sweetheart? Well, I wouldn't blame you. After all, I'm not much of a success. I haven't even got a job and no prospects. And as far as looks go... Well, yeah, I guess you would be silly to walk out on me. Well, don't forget, Chester, I married you for better or for worse. Yeah, and the worst is yet to come. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy, Peggy. Let's go home, huh? Well, it's late, Chester. Let's spend the night here. All right, sweetheart. Kiss me, Chester. <laughs> Peggy. Yes, Chester? Uh, now that we're back together again and I've got you in my arms... You know what, honey? What, dear? There's a whole turkey in the icebox. Let's eat. <laughs> Riley's will return in just a moment. If unsightly dandruff is one of your hair problems, here's news. Prell, Procter & Gamble's Radiant Cream Shampoo removes such dandruff in as little as three minutes. Yes, in as little as three minutes from the first application, Prell's fast work removes ugly dandruff flakes. Examinations by a group of doctors proved it. What's more, in most cases, even stubborn dandruff was controlled by two regular Prell shampoos a week. And you couldn't find an easier-to-use shampoo than Prell, because that Prell tube's so handy. No waste. No spill. So get the shampoo in the tube. For hair that's radiantly lovely and radiantly clean, ask for Prell. <laughs> P-R-E-L-L Prell Shampoo Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright Not a bit of dandruff is in sight Comes in a tube, handy too P-R-E-L-L Prell Shampoo Well, that's the story, Junior. You can see why Thanksgiving means so much to your father. Yeah, I guess it does. Oh, oh, excuse me. I thought nobody was here. Oh, uh, Pop, I changed my mind. I'll stay home for Thanksgiving. You will, Junior? Honest? Oh, sure, Pop. I'll call off my date. And I'll get Babs to stay home, too. Well, that's more like it. Oh, it'll be a great Thanksgiving. 
I may not be a big success, but as long as I got your mother and two wonderful kids, I got lots to be thankful for. And as long as your mother's got me, she's got lots to be thankful for. Uh, Junior, what, what are you going to be thankful for this Thanksgiving? Me? Yeah. Well, I'm going to be thankful we have turkey instead of salami. Peg, you shouldn't have told him. Roger and Gamble invite you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The script is by Reuben Schiff, Alan Lipscott, and Dick Powell. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker. And remember, for more radiant hair, free of unsightly dandruff, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L. Prell Shampoo. Today, it's more important than ever to keep your lovely nylons lovely longer. With my budget problems, it certainly is. But how? Well, you can bet your budget they're safe in snow. Yes, safe in... <coughs> Wonderful ivory snow. Ivory snow care helps protect lovely colors. Flattering fit reduces stocking runs. And ivory snow gives instant suds even in cool water. It's the only soap, both ivory mild and granulated for efficiency. There's no other soap like it. Ivory snow is ideal for all fine washables. Your hands will tell you why. Wash dishes with ivory snow. See how it pampers your hands. Then you'll know why lovely washables stay lovely longer with... <coughs> wonderful ivory snow. This is Ken Niles reminding you to listen again next Friday when Procter & Gamble brings you The Life of Riley. The Riley send congratulations to station WGBF, NBC's affiliate in Evansville, Indiana, on its 25th anniversary. Good night and happy This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. All that talk about turkey makes me want one. I wonder how much they cost now, with eggs being about $20 for a dozen. I'm exaggerating, but I don't know. With eggs so expensive, I, does does that make turkeys expensive? <laughs> now is not the time of year to buy one, but dang, I want one. <laughs> Please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. Until next time, in the words of Carl Sandberg, I'm an idealist. I don't know where I'm going, but... I'm on my way.